0: Welcome everybody to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. This is Jake Kokorowski, live from Madison, and we are just around two weeks away from the NFL Draft. It's crazy; football never ends. It seems we've had even after the football season, you have uh, you know all college all star games, you have combine training, the combine pro days, and now we're entering the draft season and visits. And uh, we're really happy to have on the show today. Uh, you know, in, in this week, uh, we're going to have two Badgers on. First one, uh, and it's great having him on the show, and, and we featured him on Bucky's fifth quarter about the art of the pancake block, the art of the devastating block last fall, if you guys remember that, for what uh, I think I think Austin de an Iowa defender at least twice in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we have Austin Ramish. Austin, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on here. Appreciate it.
0: Oh my, our pleasure, man. And you know, I, I spoke with your agent, uh, you know, couple, last week, and you know, sounds like you've been a pretty busy NFL prospect lately. I mean, have you gotten those freaking flyer miles up a little bit lately?
1: Yeah, it seems like a little bit. Uh, last week was definitely a busy one uh, for sure, but uh, uh, you know, it's part of the part of the process, and uh, you know, I'm lucky to be in those in that uh, position to be able to do that stuff. So.
0: And I mean, you know, according to your agent too, in the past couple of weeks, I mean, you've had worked out from you know in Madison for the, for the Detroit Lions. You flew out to the Oakland you know Raiders facility for a top 30 visit, and then you know visited the home state Green Bay Packers on Monday. How were each of those experiences for you, and how different were they from each other?
1: Uh, they were uh, they were awesome to be able to you know just being in that situation and uh, you know. On uh, last week Monday, I worked out for Detroit, right in Madison. So um, that was uh, that was one of the only uh, times that a coach has come to work me out. So that was a little bit different than the other ones. But then uh, flying out to Oakland and uh, you know getting in there and seeing the facilities, meeting with the coaches, uh, going over a little bit of film, uh, meeting Gruden was pretty uh, pretty crazy. And then. Uh, yeah, to say the least. And then, uh, you know, getting into my hometown or my home state at uh, at Green Bay was pretty surreal as well. So,
0: I mean, with with the visits to before we talk about Gruden, uh, you know, for the visits to Oakland and into Green Bay, when you visit them, like, what exactly do you wear there? Is it a three piece suit? Is it workout gear? Is it a combination of both? You bring both. Uh, what, what you know? What What's the experience like going on those visits?
1: Yeah. So. I was a little unsure going in what exactly to wear, but, uh, I had brought, you know, some nicer clothes and some sweats. And, uh, when I had got there, uh, they put me in a room with another guy and, uh, he had already been out of visit. So he told me we were fine just going in sweats because we just went to the facility and did uh, a lot of medical stuff and, uh, just kind of hung around the facility. So I was just in, uh, some sweat, like
0: a little sweatsuit I have from Wisconsin. Gotcha, gotcha. And I mean, you know when when it comes to I mean the experience of meeting you know some of you know the coaching staffs and whatnot you talked about you know meeting John Gruden, head coach of the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. and you see I mean, you've seen him on TV for years. obviously, he coached for many years prior to that before returning to the NFL now. I mean, what was that experience like and and what he was looking at you for in in, in terms of the offense there?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it all gets a little overwhelming just to be in the, the situation I'm in with, you know, possibly being on an NFL team in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but you know, everything's gone pretty smoothly. Um, like I said before, I feel super fortunate just to be in this situation. Um, uh, you know, I'll be able to go to a school like Wisconsin and then have the exposure I did there and, and uh, you know, I'll be trying to go on the next level, but, uh, Specifically, uh, a lot of people know that Gruden is a big fullback guy, and uh, he's uh, his plan is bringing our fullback back to Oakland and get him in the offense quite a bit. So uh, I think that's a big reason. That's why they're looking at me, and that's why they have me out there. Any uh,
0: spider 2 y banana, if I'm not mistaken, any of that terminology that you <clears throat> heard from that or anything?
1: Yeah, I am. Uh, I actually ran that play in uh, NFLPA collegiate bowl game. Oh, you did? And, uh, yeah, we ran around him the goal and I was, it was actually pretty open, but we had ended up tumbling the snap, so I couldn't get it off, but, oh. yeah, we ran, we ran that exact play, which is pretty cool. <laughs> uh,
0: and, you know, how was his personality, by the way, when, you know, as a coach, I mean, you've seen him as a commentator, but how different is yeah. he as a, co- as, as a coach?
1: Uh, I've had that question a lot lately, but I think he seems like the same guy he is on TV, uh super down-to-earth guy. Uh, it was kind of got my heart going a little bit talking to him. I don't want to say anything, you know, stupid. Or anything. Uh, he seems like a really good guy, really down-to-earth, genuine guy, and uh, it was cool to get a chance to talk to him for a little bit.
0: I mean, we've, we've seen you block. We've seen you catch, and we've seen you run the ball in your time as a badger, you know, as a fullback. You know, have the teams that you visited or worked out, you know, for, you know, spoken to you about how they envision using you you know, at the next level, I mean, obviously, it seems like a fullback, but is it kind of the utilizing your entire skill set like you have at Wisconsin?
1: Yeah, uh, the different teams have kind of different expectations, I think, of their fullbacks. Uh, the teams that do use them, but uh, you know, first and foremost, I think you need to be able to block, and uh, you know, that's what you're in there for, like probably 75, 80 percent of the time. So uh, that's something I gotta keep working on and keep perfecting. And then, uh, yeah, I think the more you can do with the ball in your hands or, you know, getting out there and down, maybe protecting the quarterback, stuff like that. The more you can do to get on the field, uh, the more value, valuable you are to the team. So, uh, that's a better chance for you to get picked up by somebody. Did you grow up
0: a Packers fan by any chance?
1: I did. Yeah. Uh, my, my dad's family is actually from green Bay. So, uh, Yeah, I've been a Packers fan for for a long time.
0: So, I mean, you played back I remember, you know, I was there covering the game back at, you know, the opening weekend in 2016 against LSU. Uh, Did it bring back any memories when you visited the Packers of that game?
1: Uh, A little bit, yeah. Um, Just when we did a little bit of the tour stuff. I remember we had practiced at LSU in the spring before the LSU game, and we did a tour then. I remembered a lot of facility stuff, but uh, yeah, that game
0: was, uh, was. we're here with Austin Ramish here on Bucky's fifth podcast. And, you know, I, I checked your three cone score you know, and your your time and your 20-yard shuttle times from from pro day, you know, it was a 6.75 yeah. and 4.06 seconds, respectively, and I cross-checked them with those running backs performed at the NFL Combined, and did you know that you would have been first out of all those backs that participated in Indy that, that weekend? Did you realize that after those tam- times came
1: out? Uh, I didn't realize it right away. I had seen, I think from here, uh, from you pointing it out, uh, that, was, uh, that was the case. That was pretty cool to see. Um, I, I knew I was pretty fast in those drills going into it. Um, and, you know, I, I think those are pretty important for my position. Just, uh, you know, I'm not going to be going out and running 50-yard routes or anything like that. So uh, I think, like, the change of direction and, uh, you know, quickness is pretty valuable for me. So I was happy to score well. In those drills.
0: I was gonna say, I mean, based off of those, I mean, in your bench was was impressive as well. Your forty time was 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 solid, and uh, and I mean, in your mind, and what you did, uh, you know, in that, you know, on your pro day, like, how did you feel you did on pro day back on, you know, back in mid March?
1: Uh, I was happy with it overall. Uh, I thought there were a couple other ones that uh, that I could, a couple that I could have scored a little bit better with. And um, you know, I was I was pretty happy with my forty, but I think I ran faster than that when we were training, and, uh, and there were a couple other things. But overall, I was I was uh, I was happy with how I did, and I think I helped myself there.
0: And uh, you know, and you mentioned too with right after pro day, you had you had a train, you basically had a workout with the with an NFC South team or what NFC West team, right? The with with the Cardinals.
1: Yep, yeah, a day of
0: day of and and when it comes to like how did you train in preparation for pro day where did you where did you train and and how did that particular training <clears throat> help you adjust and perform like you did
1: all uh, right milwaukee at next level uh internet there um uh, it's pretty uh pretty well-known spot uh, all the watts train there in the off season and stuff but uh you know we worked every day towards the drills we did and um you know, I thought he got me. He did a great job of for that day.
0: And then, I mean, I think, didn't Alec James train out there? Did you guys train with him for a little bit, too? Or did you, were anybody, was there anybody else that you trained with specifically?
1: Yeah, I trained with Connor Sheehy and Alec James and then uh, a couple guys from Oshkosh. Uh, there's a handful of uh, guys they're training, too.
0: And, you know, Austin, too, I mean, have you reached out to any former Badgers that have gone through the process that you are going through and have they given you any advice about you know handling the visits or hand you know going through just emotions these next couple of weeks
1: yeah um i was pretty close with derek a lot when he was at uh, madison he was kind of like kind of like my bigger brother just being a fullback and stuff like that so uh, i've asked him a handful of times just about you know what to expect with the process I uh, talked to him about the NFL PA game, uh, what that was going to be like. Uh, you know, He told me about Brad initially at uh, Next Level. So uh, he's told me a lot. Um, and I'm sure I'll reach out to him again before, uh, probably before the draft here. So,
0: Going back, and I, I know you talked about Derek being – you know, like a big brother to you, you know, what do you hope to accomplish with this traditional Wisconsin fullbacks when it comes to, you know, you, you know, yourself now, you know, before you, Derek Watt, Brady Ewing, uh, as badgers that you know, fullbacks that made it to the NFL, what do you hope to accomplish at that next level?
1: Okay. Yeah. First, first off, just getting, uh, you know, wherever I end, end up going, uh, getting in there competing and, and making the roster, but the active, you know, 50 man roster is, uh, that's going to be a huge task right away. And then uh, <clears throat> just being good with my body, uh, staying healthy, and being a reliable player. Uh, I've heard a couple times now that, uh, you know, sometimes the fullbacks know just as much as the quarterbacks do in the offense. Um, my agent is currently is John Kuhn's agent as well. So uh, he's told me a little bit about when Kuhn was at the Packers, uh, how much he knew about the offense. And, uh, you know, just being a smart player is a huge part of the game.
0: Absolutely. And we're <coughs> with Austin Ramish here on Bucky's fifth podcast, just a couple more questions for you before I let you go, my good man. Um, if you could pick one trait from your time at Wisconsin to be highlighted now, I mean, we saw you knock, as I mentioned earlier, knock the cleats off of an IO defender a couple of times that yeah. went viral, uh, which uh, was always, you know, which is, uh, people freaked out about that. And then you yeah. hurtled, uh, at the Orange Bowl, uh, a hurricane. Uh, I think I yeah. referred to it as Air Ramish uh, on Twitter <laughs> uh, about that. And then you know, you've gotten so many first downs and you've had touchdowns on those fullback dives last season. Is there one trait that you would like people to know you by, or is or do you enjoy the ability to be so versatile? Like, is there one trait that really stands out to you, or do you feel like your you know your breadth of work speaks for itself?
1: Yeah. Uh I think the trade would be versatility. Um like I said before the more uh, the more you can do as a as a blocker and as a ball carrier and a you know, receiver and a special teams guy the more you can do the more valuable you are to a team and uh you know better, the better the chance you have of getting picked up by somebody and you know staying there when you get there. So I would just say <clears throat> I would like to be you know kind of known for uh, being a versatile guy and, uh, you know, being able to fill a lot of roles. And then,
0: you know, looking ahead, uh, you, you know, for Wisconsin in this 2018 season, uh, in, you know, with the tradition of the reliable fullbacks, you know, Alec Ingold steps up this upcoming season. I spoke with him yesterday after <clears throat> spring practice. You know, how has he adjusted from your eyes? How has he adjusted to the position over the past couple of seasons And then what steps do you see him taking this year to solidify the fullback position, even, you know, just as much as you both have over the past couple of years?
1: Yeah. Uh, he's done a great job, uh, kind of making the transition. He was similar to me where he got the football a lot in high school and he had a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. Uh, even his freshman year when he got to Madison, he scored a lot of touchdowns as well. But, uh, you know, he's, You know, done a great job of seeing what the role of the fullback is at Wisconsin. You know, uh, we pride ourselves on being good run blockers and fast blockers, uh, keeping guys off our tailbacks and uh, off the quarterback there. So, uh, you know, he's just going to keep getting better, keep getting uh, to be more of a leader on the offense. Um, He's already a great leader out there, but he's one of the old guys in the room now. So uh, he's just going to keep doing a great job with that.
0: And Austin, now what's, what's next for you then you're, you know, um, you know, you, you said, you told me before we started recording that you're, you're basically done with your visits, but you know, uh, you're two weeks away from basically from, from the draft and, and just the moving parts and everything. Are you, are you, you know, what's going to happen for you going forward? Are you just going to continue to work out for the most part? Any, uh, any parties during draft weekend or, or how are you going to spend the next couple of weeks?
1: Uh, I'm just kind of laying low right now at home. Uh, working out with one of my trainers that I, that I used to work out with in high school. Uh, and I kind of came home and worked out with, you know, during our college breaks and stuff. And, uh, you know, getting really good work in every day. And then uh, just kind of hanging out at home, enjoying, enjoying my time I have left here, uh, enjoying my time with my family. And then um, when the draft rolls around, I think uh, I'm planning on keeping it pretty small, just, you know, my Uh, my family uh, both sets of my grandparents live within a mile of me so they'll be here um, and probably a couple close friends as well but uh, probably not too much of a party just kind of a get together uh, you know with with my close family and friends
0: that's great and uh, no schoolwork right
1: no schoolwork i got my degree in uh, (laughs) this winter so it's good to have that done with
0: congratulations what was the major
1: Uh, rehab psychology excellent very good
0: excellent well well, congratulations on on graduating congratulations on a fantastic wisconsin career and uh looking forward to seeing what what you know holds next for you at the next level
1: yeah for sure thank you very much
0: guys it's austin ramish we're gonna take a quick break come back some quick notes and we'll return here on bucky's fifth podcast Folks, that was Austin Ramish here on Bucky's Fifth Podcast. And this is Jay Kokarowski. Thank you again for listening. Great interview from the former Wisconsin fullback. And just to give you a heads up too, uh, we used those numbers when I referenced the shuttle times and the three-cone drill. That was around the S those were the numbers given from Wisconsin, and when talking to a UW official, they were going to go with a laser-timed uh, from what they've done compared to years past. And so uh, if you've heard, from, you know, sound like Bill uh, Hewer's Packer Report and I think Jason Wildy from ESPN Wisconsin and the Wisconsin, Wisconsin State Journal uh, has said in the past couple of days they mentioned the, you know, 4.8 140-yard dash or 4.25 20-yard uh, shuttle times um, so there. you know sometimes i mean i think i even checked like nfldraftscout.com and they had those times as well uh, like I said, we went off what wisconsin gave us back on march 14th so i mean if those numbers were true and those looked laser timed uh, you are uh, essentially looking at that's what we went with with austin on that so uh, in other news from nfl draft uh, with a Badgers feel to it, with a Badgers connection. You know, Nick Nelson, by the time we had published the last podcast, we didn't get around to talk about it. But Nick Nelson, you know, the reports are out there. First by NFL.com's Ian Rappaport talking about uh, the meniscus tear during a private workout. Uh, you're looking at, you know, then Amy Gill from wkow here in Madison had reported that, you know, Nelson told her that, she, that he was going to have surgery this week, uh, and we have not heard confirmation yet from uh, when if that surgery has actually happened. I have not seen anything. Uh, if I've missed anything on social media, I'll have to go back and check. But I did not see anything. But he was at practice on Friday. Was in the crutches, and you know using using them. And so he the injury obviously did occur. Some injury did occur. And so now it's just the waiting game. Based off of the reports, it sounds like he'll miss the rookie camps he'll miss the otas in early summer but then he should be ready to take it on take on the next level you know and and go into nfl training camp how much that affects his draft stock that remains to be seen but best wishes to nick you saw him first team consensus all big 10 pick and we'll see what he you know what what happens uh, from here on out and what happens in two weeks which is crazy uh and also, uh, there's a report out there by Roto World and NBC Sports. Uh, Josh Norris uh, reported on April 10th that Leon Jacobs, the outside linebacker for Wisconsin, was supposed to visit the Houston Texans on that day. So, there are, you're going to hear from the Terrell Jamerson in just a couple of minutes, but I must say, uh, Wisconsin Badgers are getting noticed, and uh, we're hoping next week to have a couple more Badgers on besides Austin and Natrell uh, like we've just had on uh, that you'll hear on today's show. So uh, a little bit before we get into you know our discussion with Natrell, and uh, I recorded it today, this afternoon, uh, here on thir- uh, Thursday afternoon. Let's talk basketball signees. It was National Signing Day or the National Signing Day period for basketball started, and Wisconsin did sign two players First one, 2018, this is for the class of 2018, guard Ty Strickland, 6'2", 180-pound guard out of the Tampa-St. Pete area. And we had a chance to talk with Ty just a couple of weeks ago. Make sure you guys go back and listen about why he committed. It was very close to what he, the experience in Madison was very close to what he experienced when he was in Lexington, Kentucky, when his dad worked uh, on the Kentucky staff with John Calipari and he had a great that was a great interview and you can tell that sounds like he's going to be based off of comments from Greg Gard uh, I think he definitely has a chance to contribute and and make an impact here in Wisconsin uh, when all is said and done to say the least and then center Joe Hedstrom seven footer from Minnesota Wisconsin confirmed he will walk on to start his Wisconsin career and so they get a big man a seven footer uh, played AAU for the Minnesota Comets, and so they get a big guy there that they can start molding it as a project, uh, potentially, or even more for that matter. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, and then there's also been uh, there's been the talk of grad transfers. Wyatt Walker from Sanford a Center, uh, reportedly, according to Jeff Petriquis and later Jim Polzine, about visiting Wisconsin sometime next week it's expected there is interest as both reported and according to backing the pack, the SB nation site that covers NC state Walker is supposed to visit NC state this weekend. So uh, we'll see what Walker can do uh, from judging from his outside of last year where he only played in two games due to injury. He, you know, averaged double digits, his first two seasons in points uh, career 74%, you know, free throw shooter. So there's a lot to like there. Um, like I said, we'll we'll give you the latest if we hear any more on Bucky's fifth quarter, but it should be interesting to see if they can pick up a grad transfer. And according to reports too, uh, from you know Patricus and Polzine and, and from back in the pack, he has when he is expected to graduate in May, he'll actually have from what it sounds like two years of eligibility. So stay tuned for that. And uh, if Wisconsin can land a big guy light what like White Walker. I think that would be a huge get, and I think it could help solidify that front court even further for what Wisconsin wants to do coming up in next year. Especially with what's could happen with Ethan Happ, whether or not he comes back or if he, you know, stays declared for the NBA draft. On that note, I'm gonna stop talking because we need to get to our next guest. It's Natrell Jamerson, former Wisconsin Safety cornerback used to be a wide receiver when he first got here. Special teams ace all around and really enticing interview. I'm excited for you guys to listen to it, uh, especially about the visit to Green Bay, which he did confirm based off of reports. Uh, and He did confirm it, but without further ado, here's Natrell Jamerson here on Bucky's fifth podcast. To end the show, we're going to have, uh, you know, this is a we just talked with Austin Ramish yesterday that was on Wednesday Uh, this will drop on Thursday evening and another you know former Wisconsin Badger getting a lot of notice on you here on social media about uh, just you know his pro day his combine workout that 4.4 second 40 yard dash and the impressive amount of reps you did natrell on uh, the uh, the bench press uh, 225 pounds which I'm jealous of good sir because I'm trying to get myself back <laughs> in the shape uh, but we have natrell Jamerson on Bucky's fifth podcast how many frequent flyer miles have you gained and I asked Austin Ramish this yesterday how many have you gained recently with just you know just all the you know pre-draft craziness that that surrounds you right now
2: so I don't even know no I <laughs> I know I got enough to give me a free fight sometime, but it's all know.
0: I mean, you know, just to confirm, I know there's a report out there, a couple of reports yesterday about a, a top 30 visit to visit the Green Bay Packers. Yes, uh, you know, yesterday, which was on Wednesday, uh, we saw reports yeah. last week about the Detroit Lions uh, working you out. I believe that was here on campus. If you just want to, conf- if you're able to confirm, uh, you know which teams have you worked out for, or which ones have you visited, and and uh, did did one of those visits include a certain home state team that wears green and gold every Sunday?
2: <laughs> yeah, so I just got back from Green Bay yesterday. Um, took a visit out there to their facility. Um, had a proper workout with the Lions, with the Texans, the Saints. And um, I met with the Bucks, the Titans. I did it with the Seahawks and the Chargers as well. So I've been been kind of busy.
0: You have been a busy camper, then. That's that is. I I was gonna say, and when it comes to just you know looking at those. uh, has that been happening basically since Pro Day then? After your Pro Day p- performance back in mid March? Or, or what's been the timeline of, of visiting those teams? And, and it, it, it does it does seem like your phone's ringing off the hook about, okay, you got to go here or you got to, hey, this team's coming here to work you out? Uh, you know, how's that timeline been
2: for you? Yes. I mean, it, it all kind of started the day before Pro Day. Uh, the day before Pro Day, that's when I had, had dinner with that team, and. You know kind of every day after pro day, it's been no, well, not every day, but every week, <clears throat> excuse me, after pro day, you know, it's, it's been a team or two talking to me every week. So pro day was, uh, was a spark of it all.
0: And then, you know, from the teams that you've, you know, visited and worked out for and, and what you've been, uh, you know, going through, you know, where, how are they envisioning you? Because you've, Played. I mean, you originally came to Wisconsin as a wide receiver. You transitioned mm-hmm. over to cornerback and you played, you know, like, you know, I think it was the nickel right around the nickel slot or you've played cornerback. So you have coverage skills. And then of course you, you played safety last year and, and really locked down that position And with, with that. And then on top of that, you have special teams where you've become a special teams ace. Uh, how are teams mm-hmm. envisioning you both on defense and, and have they talked to you about special teams for that matter?
2: You know, it's on defense. You know, <laughs> the big thing that that's it's, it's not it's not a concern. It's a good thing. Um, a lot of teams there, you know, they try to figure out where to where to play me at, and that's that's kind of a, a good problem to have. I guess, <laughs> because since <laughs> uh, being vers being so versatile, not to not to really play three different positions. So, so different teams they just try to figure out know, where exactly would they, would it like me to play at? And, uh, you know, of course, on special teams, you know, I'm a, of course, you're going to have to contribute on special teams in the NFL. So, nah, uh, they, a lot of teams, they are, of course, they, they ask every, every player if they, uh, if they ever play special teams. Because, uh, a lot of, a lot of players haven't, you know, they talk how they're strictly offensive defense, but me being, me, me having to play, uh, that's about four years. And that kind of boosted up.
0: And when it comes to your, you know, with that visit to Green Bay, did that bring back any memories for you for that 2016 season opener against LSU? And, I mean, I'm not mistaken. I thought there was a picture out there of you jumping in the stands after that win, but did you have a chance to you know, I obviously they, you guys practiced that spring as well and I asked Austin this yesterday about that. Did you guys, did you did it bring back memories at all with that visit?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was nice. Um you know, right when we uh, when we pulled up to the stage and I was just thinking about the crowd that was outside the state and we pulled in on the bus for that game. Um, then when we we got inside the stadium, and we uh we walked to the field. Um, they were they were redoing the field, so it looked all all jumbled up. But you know, I just I just stood there and looked, like just remembering what we did on the field. And after the game, after we won, how loud it was! Just all the great energy that was up that was in that, in that stadium. You know, it, was, it brought back some memories.
0: I was gonna say, I mean, I've yeah, I covered that game and and I've been covering the team now for what about four, almost going into my fifth year, and I think that's the loudest I've and Grant, I haven't had the other experience of some other writers on the beat, but that was the loudest crowd I think I've ever experienced at a Wisconsin game. You know, just the the energy after Dakota's interception and and the subsequent victory formation was, I I think probably the loudest I've heard. I think it's the bi- the biggest energy and like the most positive energy I felt uh, on that note when it came to covering a game and I mean let me ask you too, Natrell, it's you know, you're from Ocala, Florida uh, and I lived in Fort Myers you know, Cape Coral area when I was a teenager you know, who is your favorite NFL team growing up and is it weird you're two weeks away about from potentially finding out where you could land for a professional football franchise?
2: Um No, honestly, growing up, I didn't even have a favorite team. Um, I just kind of liked certain players. I didn't have a a favorite team that I was uh, a diehard fan for. But, you know, just the fact that, you know, like, my opportunity is coming, you know. The thing that I dreamed about since I was a little boy is, you know, right at my fingertips. It's, It's surreal, you know. Whether I'm on a team in Florida or a team of, in California, you know, I don't, I don't really care as long as I have that opportunity. Because I know, I know, once I once I have the opportunity, I'm a, I mean, I'm gonna prove myself regardless, you know. So I'm just trying to, I you know, no, once I make it to that next level, you know, I'm gonna stay there.
0: And when it comes to, you know, we're talking with Natrell Jamerson here on Bucky's Fifth Podcast. I mean, you know, you're getting these visits and the workouts. Uh, you know, you had an impressive showing in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine, the Pro Day in mid-March, but on, even before that, the East-West Shrine Game, the Defensive MVP there, returning that fumble. in, in you know, when it comes to, I mean, how was being down there, at, you know, in the St. Pete area and the you know the Tampa area for that East-West Shrine Game? How how was that experience for you?
1: Well, so
2: it was good, you know, St. Pete, nothing but two hours from my house, so I'm, I'm kind of familiar with the, with the area down there, so that whole week of practice and prep and just being in a hotel with those guys, you know, it was just a great experience, you know, because some, some of those places with my future teammates, so you know, it was all fun, you know, we all connected as if we all knew each other already, so that whole... The experience down there was great. Then winning the MVP on top of that, you know, that was just ice on the cake, you know, cause going into the game, of course, like, you know, you want to have fun. You want to you go out there and do the best you can. And you know, I wasn't, you know, expecting for women the I didn't even know that was like a thing. So <laughs> when they, uh, yeah, it's so on the, on the sideline, mean, they came to me and was like, we want to award you for the uh, MVP award. I was just surprised, like I I didn't know that it was a, an award that was going on, so it was all it was all
0: exciting. Yeah, no, I remember where I was, where I was I was watching most of the game, and then I had to go run out for an Olive Garden run, and all of a sudden I'm seeing you know you're you're, you're up there. I'm like oh gotta make sure I get you know like on the TVs at Olive Garden I'm like oh look the NFL Network somehow on there, uh and, and saw you up on on the on the screen there, and uh when it comes to I mean what do you, how has the process been with you? I mean, in that game, you had Alec James and Leon Jacobs there, you know, and of course you have you know Jack Cicci, uh Garrett Dooley, but then you know other defensive backs, you know, you Derek Tyndall. Nick Nelson, which I know Nick just went through an unfortunate meniscus injury that was suffered uh, last week. Uh, you know, how are you, are, you guys talk a lot when it comes to this part where, you know, you guys keeping in touch, training together, working out, Joe Ferguson for that matter too, another, you know, former Wisconsin defensive back. Are you guys all, you know, keeping in touch? Are you guys working out together as well while you guys prepare for this weekend in a couple of weeks? Yeah,
2: so even with the to the green Bay yesterday, you know, I rolled over the city and Dooley. Then, of course, before we got hurt, you know, what we do, we'll do workouts together. You know, I, I was doing a workout with him when he got hurt on the field. And, you know, outside of the team workouts, if we just do something, mm-hmm. just like on a regular day, you know, we we'll, will go out there on the field and just get some drills in. And, um, you know, we just, we'll, honestly, we don't even really talk about the whole process. Because, you know, it's, it's so much consuming, kind of. You know, you always, you know, doing interviews and talking to yeah. NFL players. Not players, but our personnel. So sometimes you just kind of want to get away from it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So, you know, we just our like right of conversation. just joke around with each other, just, you know, just, just have fun.
0: Well, when it comes to, you know, those workouts, you know, like, when it between like what the team asks you guys to, to what do the teams ask you to you to do when it comes to working out and then you know how do you guys then has it modified your workouts at all that you guys have been trying to work out you know do as well during that time.
2: Yes, I mean during uh, doing a team work doing a team workout when they come work you out you no know, it's really just just a few drills they just trying to see how you move. You know, if your feet are good, if your hips are good. Um, I guess just, they just want to see, you know, up close and personal uh, how you move, so. And then we'll usually go up and watch a little bit of film as well, so they can see how you learn too. too. Yeah, um, um, yeah, go ahead.
0: What I was going to say, like, how, how long do those workouts usually take, On uh, for for that matter?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but... A normal one would on the field be like 20, 25, 30 minutes up in the film room uh, about the same amount of time, but I had one. It was, we're in a meeting for four hours. Four hours? Four hours. <laughs> yeah.
0: Was that here in Madison then?
2: Yeah, it was here in Madison.
0: Oh, man. Oh, wow. That's, I was going to say, like, what what do you do after that? Do you, do you go for a walk? Do you? Do you have? How do you decompress yeah. from that?
2: Uh, after that meeting, it was it was funny because after that meeting, I had to go right upstairs and do uh, a live interview on the Big fan Network. So I will try not to look exhausted because I kind of was, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know, you you, know, like you don't do the team work or whatever. You just you know just go go in locker room, take a shower, and just go home and laid out
0: that's what i do <laughs> I, I don't i don't blame you i'm i mean i, I, can, I can only imagine on that uh, and we're here with natrell jamerson here on bucky's fifth podcast and it, when it comes to uh you know what do you when it comes to what do you hope to accomplish at this next level when i mean we've noted your versatility and you've seen other former wisconsin you know players step up big and you know you, you also know that you know in the past, Wisconsin defensive backs have also stepped up. What do you hope to do when it comes to, what, what are your goals when it comes to, you know, this upcoming season uh, that you've kind of, if you have any that you've laid out uh, that you want to, you know, pursue? And I think it obviously one of them is to make an NFL roster. All right.
2: Well, of course, like you just said, make a roster. And, um, you know, just contribute any way that I can, you know, Uh, Whether it's on special teams, defense, you know, either way, any way that I can get on the field to help the team win on Thursdays, Sundays, Mondays, whatever it may be, you know, that's that's my main goal. You know, I just want to be on the field with with the team winning, winning games. Have you reached
0: out to any former Badgers? Have you talked to, like, you know, Soldier and Shelton or other Wisconsin players that have, you know, or you know, other defensive players that have, or even offensive players for that matter, that have, you know, gone on to the next level? Have you ever, have you picked their brains at all about the process or, or you know, training or, or whatnot
2: too? Um, not not so much. Uh, I haven't really, you know, called and asked them about how, they, how their experience was, but, you know, we, we still we still
0: talk to each other you know from time to time and then you know looking at this team for this Wisconsin team coming up for 2018 and you and Joe depart at safety they're still Dakota Dixon he's he's been out for the spring with his shoulder injury uh, but what could you tell Wisconsin fans about the likes of Patrick Johnson and Scott Nelson you know, Eric Burrell, Seth Currens, uh, you know, for that matter. What have you seen out of them uh, in terms of replacing the production that was seen out of the likes of you and Joe? Uh, you know, what should Badger fans expect from, from those safeties?
2: Um, you know, right now I see a lot of potential. You know, those guys, they're working. They're working very hard. And I've been out to a few practices, and I'm, you know, I'm impressed uh, with with Dakota not being not on the field, you know, it's because, you know, Dakota knows everything. He's, you know, like now he's a general defense, but with him not being on the field, it kind of forces to, you know, send the young guys to know what they're doing because they can't rely on Dakota to, you know, correct them on the field because he's not out there. So just, just things the things that I saw, the things that I've seen so far, you know, those guys they are gonna they going to open some eyes and come to season.
0: And then uh what's next for you when it comes to you know, you you know, we mentioned already about two weeks away from the NFL draft. You know, what's what's taking place for you? Uh you know, you and I talked before the recording. It sounds like you're heading back to Florida for the hometown. What what's in store for NFL draft weekend for you?
2: Yeah, so draft weekend, you know, I'm going back home. You know, I'm going spend to that, spend that special weekend with my family so, you know, we can all enjoy it, you know, because it's not just about me. You know, it's, it's, it's my last name, you know, it carries a lot of people. So, I'm going to enjoy that with my family back home. then yeah. <laughs> I have to come right back up to Madison because, you know, I'm still in classes. So, after the draft, I got to come right back to school.
0: As I say, like, are you are you set to graduate then uh, this spring?
2: Yeah, yeah, I graduated in May next yeah.
0: month. Well, one, congratulations, and two, what's your That's what's the major that you're you're in?
2: I major is in human development and family studies.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well. You know, it, it, it's been a pleasure, you know, playing with you, or not playing with you, because I never played uh, college football. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure watching you and covering you over the, the next, you know, the past few years. And and best of luck, Natrell. And uh, I know many Badger fans are, are looking forward to seeing what you do at the next level.
2: Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Guys, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Big thanks again to Natrell Jamerson, Austin Ramish, for joining the show. We had our news and notes. I almost forgot which I feel bad about. I feel almost uh, we had one mailbag question come in this week. Make sure you guys bring that in. I'll be tweeting those out. Uh we'll also I'll do that more on Facebook too. I forgot to do that. But really uh coming up, you know, we had Ebo from WOZN 96.7 1670 or that's 96.7 FM 1670 a.m. The Zone. Ebo from the Joe and Ebo show friend of the podcast and a great all-around guy mentioned, uh, he asked, well, what are our backup plans now for a suddenly free Friday night? And what he referred to as, and I didn't mention this in our news and notes is that, well, folks, spring game is canceled. And for good reason, it is supposed to storm. It's supposed to be terrible in terms of weather, like near 40, 41 degrees, not lovely. And so what we'll be doing now is, you know, Taking in another practice. And that's my Friday night where it's going to be a little bit earlier at least, so I can go home and see my kids. Uh, where it starts, you know, they'll have practice starting around 4 45 tomorrow. Owen oh, Reese and I will be there on Friday afternoon and we'll give you our observations through Twitter. Uh, I'll have some photos up that should be up on Instagram at some point on our Instagram. Make sure you guys like the Instagram, by the way. Uh, it's uh, Bucky's Fifth Quarter. To search it on Instagram, you guys can't miss it so uh and also on top of that right we have with this podcast please subscribe on itunes on google play tune in on tune in help us make this show the most badger centric show and the most fan-friendly show out there and we'd love to hear more from you guys what do you like what do you don't like uh give us a rating too so we get bumped up a little bit we do appreciate that and also thank you guys I just want to thank you too again uh, we reached a thousand episodes, uh, th- thousand listens for the Ty Strickland Derek Tyndall conversation that we, conversations that we had. Uh, so that episode a couple weeks ago, we really appreciate it. But please let us know what we can be doing better. And on that note, folks, again, we're in t- check in next week. More Badger news. Hopefully, some more interviews coming up with some NFL prospects from the Cardinal and White, from your Wisconsin Badgers. We're still working on a couple of things, but I'm confident we can get it done. And so you'll have that coming up too. And this, thank you guys again so much uh, for giving us this platform and allowing us to tell you what we see. And we're going to have a full spring football discussion, uh, wrap up hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Talking about who we think stood out, what can we make out of spring football, especially with all, with especially with all of the injuries, and so much more. So, on behalf of everyone here at Bucky's Fifth Quarter, it's Jay Kokorowski. Thanks again to Natrell Jamerson and Austin Ramish for being our guests today, and we're gonna catch you next week here on Bucky's Fifth Podcast.